HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by TD Bank, a proud supporter of local businesses like Bedford Cheese Shop in Gramercy Park. Welcome to The Big Food Question, a podcast exploring the most urgent questions from a food industry in crisis. I'm Kat Johnson, HRN's Communications Director. Today, we're asking a question that's been on a lot of people's minds recently. How can small businesses continue to find funding opportunities in a post-pandemic world? This episode was produced in partnership with our friends at TD Bank. And this week's big question is one that actually impacts nonprofits in a similar way as small businesses. So we're going to start by talking about funding opportunities that became available to a wide range of organizations in the early days of COVID-19. Here's HRN Executive Director Katie Mosman-Wadler in conversation with Lissa Rivers, a Vice President Relationship Manager at TD Bank. As listeners of The Big Food Question know, Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. Um, and for us, like other nonprofits and like small businesses, um, 2020 was obviously a huge shakeup in um, our revenue models. And so, you know, when we heard about government relief programs coming out, we were all watching the news really closely to try to figure out what might we as a nonprofit be eligible for, what services, what funding opportunities were out there for small businesses to try to make up some of that loss from 2020. But I just remember feeling so incredibly fortunate that we already knew who to call in that space. And I know a lot of folks didn't have that. Absolutely. I do remember. Uh, it was sometime in April. It was uh, at the very beginning of this and you were trying to um, make sense of what was available and you were looking for answers on time frame and when to apply. And then also when it came time for the forgiveness application, you were once again instrumentally helpful there. Um, and we, HRN, um, we were able to get the maximum amount of loan forgiveness for our first round PPP, then we were actually able to take out a second draw PPP. And so that program, with your help, really stabilized our finances in 2020. We had some really significant decrease in our revenues as a result of the pandemic and the changes in our industry um, that would have been incredibly difficult to recover from without your help. So we are eternally grateful. 
Definitely. I think um, it was really important to all of us, whether we were relationship managers, you know, every level of the bank was was tasked with making sure that we, we connected with as many clients as we could to give as much support and guidance um, as, as things were changing, as we were also, all, all of us were sort of going through this together because we, we knew our role was really important to be the support and the trusted advisors, the individuals that gave some direction on where to go and how to uh, get that information. And it was great to hear these stories that I'd get these calls after to say, I finally got my funds and um, I finally got the support that I needed. And that was just, it was the best feeling to know that we were helpful in connecting people um, and helping them through the process and helping them uh, with getting to the portal and applying and making sure that as many businesses as we could uh, get through and support is what we did. So while the Paycheck Protection Program and economic injury disaster loans were essential for many businesses and nonprofits, some of these relief opportunities didn't quite fit the needs of food businesses. For example, many restaurant owners reported that PPP funds weren't flexible enough to address their needs, such as rent payments, rehiring and training staff, and having enough time to repay funds that wouldn't be forgiven. And after a year of advocating for support, the restaurant industry finally got some dedicated relief. The American Rescue Plan, which was passed in March 2021, earmarked $28.6 billion in grants for the Restaurant Revitalization Fund. These grants were administered by the Small Business Administration, or SBA. To learn more, I spoke with Robert Pihota, who works in the SBA New York District office. By the time this airs, most likely, uh, these funds will be limited. It's been wildly popular. Uh, it's the first 36 hours of the program. There was tremendous interest. Uh, the SBA confirmed that almost 200,000 restaurant, bars, and other eligible businesses applied for the program. Uh, and more than half of those applications were from women, veterans, or uh, folks with historically disadvantaged background. The SBA also has a lending program that will run through all of 2021 known as EIDL, which stands for Economic Injury Disaster Loans. This program allows small businesses to borrow money to cover expenses that could have been handled had the pandemic not derailed their normal functioning. The utilization of these funds, it's intended to pay for operating expenses during the pandemic, things like utility bills, uh, mortgage interest for that period that the pandemic is, is, is ongoing. Uh, in some cases, it it's, can be used for payroll for people and utilization where the PPP was not used, or in general to pay for other expenses that would have been paid for had the business not been uh, closed down uh, and impaired by the pandemic. It's not designed for refinancing. It's not designed for expansion. The demand for these pandemic-specific projects has been high, and funds are limited. Robert assured me that some of the SBA's evergreen programs may also be useful during this period of recovery and beyond. We have a, a family of, I'll call them resource partners, that give technical advice to business owners. We have the Small Business Development Centers. It's SBDC for short. And there's over a thousand of them nationwide. Uh, there are 23 in the state of New York alone. But the SBDCs have 
at no cost to the the client to the the business owner they can receive technical assistance on a number of things whether it be rewriting their business plans or repurposing funds or just figuring out how to make it best through the pandemic everybody's heard the term pivot you know i we got hit by covid and we had to pivot our business people have had to change the use of their space change the utilization of how they use their personnel change their business model and with the help of a resource partner perhaps you can rework some of your key numbers uh, that can really be useful through just excel projections and that's probably one of the best best kept secrets i find that people don't know these resources exist to have somebody help them coach them through this process one result of the pandemic that might be surprising is that people actually started new businesses in some cases, we found that because of the pandemic, people were laid off or fired because there was no work. So a lot of people were sort of gravitated towards becoming a non- an entrepreneur, and they wanted to start their own business in the middle of this pandemic. So the SBDCs were very busy helping people understand what they could do to start their business in a situation where they, they ordinarily would have just stayed put and continued working for their employer. So in many cases, they created their own jobs. We also have SCORE, uh, Service Corps of Retired Executives, which is a, a tremendous uh, resource partner comprised of former principals in business, might've been business owner, might've been CFO, C-suite type uh, individuals who are really savvy about different kinds of tasks in unique business types of industries. You you might have a manufacturing expert or you might have a marketing expert uh, and and they scores available just with a phone call or or a click on on their website to have an appointment with them. And you can get real world hands-on advice from somebody who's walked the walk that you're navigating yourself. And that's powerful advice from a mentor that really brings tremendous skill to the game. To learn more about resources and funding opportunities available through the SBA, visit sba.gov. When we come back, we'll cover even more ways that businesses can access financial support, both in the short term and long term. This episode is brought to you by TD Bank, a proud supporter of local businesses like ours, Bedford Cheese Shop. We are passionate about sharing our love and knowledge of cheese, charcuterie, accoutrements, pairings, and everything in between. We value the old world traditions of mongering. Every day, our cheesemongers impart not only their knowledge of cheesemaking, care, and ripening, but also the unique stories behind the history, origins, and nuances of the cheeses. We're located near Manhattan's Gramercy Park, hand-delivered to Brooklyn and Manhattan, and ship nationally. Learn more at bedfordcheeseshop.com. Welcome back to the Big Food Question. Before the break, we were looking at the SBA, or Small Business Administration, and ways they're helping businesses find funding in a post-pandemic world. But for new and old businesses alike, there are also resources available from the nonprofit sector. We fulfill big entrepreneurial dreams through small loans. And we've been doing it for almost 30 years. And when I say small, I mean as little as $500 uh, and currently up to a quarter million dollars. That's Paul Quintanero. 
He's the CEO of Ascendus. They're a nonprofit lender based out of New York that serves small business owners across the country. They've been helping the food service industry ever since issuing their first loan of $500 to an immigrant from Mexico who was starting a food truck in 1991. We were uh, in Brooklyn at the time, had just started our mission. And, you know, we ask what we ask everybody, you know, A, can you make a dollar? Do you know how to make a profit? She said, yes, I've been doing this for so many months. Two, we only do business loans. So we asked her, what are you using the money for? And she explained that she needed to buy a food cart. And so seeing that she had a little bit of a track record, seeing that uh, it was going to be used for a productive purpose, we lent her $500. And that allowed her to buy that first food cart. But really, her story kind of begins there because that one food cart, which she called Antojitos Mexicanos, means Mexican appetizers, became two food carts, became a restaurant, became two restaurants. By taking a more focused approach to lending, Ascendus makes investments in small businesses that may not have had a chance to grow and survive otherwise. Their goal is to make sure that the money they loan out won't cause any harm to their recipients. They want to invest in businesses rather than burden them, which is why they don't shy away from microloans. A small amount of money at the right time to the right person can really create opportunities that just are unimaginable. Paul says that business owners can use a combination of grants, which don't need to be paid back, and loans to help strengthen their businesses while they work their way back to a pre-pandemic normal. And having some level of debt, according to Paul, is not always such a bad thing. You can have an infinite level of grants and also get loan support because we see that as what that we see the grants as a way to either restore lost cash flow to to make up for you know what what business owners had to absorb during the shutdown or the closures or the partial closures, depending on what part of the country you're at. And so it's a, it's a way to sort of strengthen your financial position to get you back to where you were. Um, you still don't have necessarily the business activity, but at least, you know, you can restore your, your, your financial position. So I think when you then think about debt, we, we, you know, debt is good debt should be an investment. And so the way I would encourage listeners to think about that is, you know, is there something then that you need to invest in that will have a benefit that exceeds a year? Uh, And if so, then I think debt is a great solution because you can match the uh, time horizon of the benefit with the the capital uh, that you're, you're attracting. There's one program that I want to shine a light on that's specific to the restaurant industry. Last year, Ascendus partnered with the Restaurant Workers Community Foundation. RWCF is a nonprofit group created by and for restaurant workers. Their vision is to create fully equitable workplaces with sustainable pay, robust career paths, and support for the health of employees in the restaurant industry. With Ascendus, RWCF is administering loans to food businesses and workers. It's called the Restaurant Futures Loan Fund. We want to create a pool of capital that we can get out to business owners. And to help business owners get on their feet, it'll be zero interest. So there'll be no interest charge. There are some transactional fees just because we have to file UCCs, you have to wire money. They're small and they're nominal. But as an interest rate, a zero interest rate loan to really help business owners. 
These loans specifically go to businesses that align with RWCF's mission. They knew that there were restaurant owners that had or were sympathetic to helping the working conditions of those in the restaurants change and improve. And so the other part of this is they were looking for owners that cared about things like sustainable wages and career ladders, things like equity, whether it's gender or the avoidance of sexual violence in the workplace. They, they cared about equity from a, a racial and immigrant perspective because many, many businesses and, and the employees within there are diverse. After speaking with Lissa from TD, Robert from SBA, and Paul from Ascendus, I really gained a more comprehensive picture of the myriad resources available to small food businesses right now. So while some of the more well-known relief efforts like PPP and EIDL are winding down, there are still many funding opportunities if you know where to look. We're here to serve you. We're here to support you. All of us have worked in the food and service space. Food is culture. It's also a key part of community. There's an entire field of people that care about you, that want to help you, whose sole reason for being, and we wake up every morning, is to support you. We know how difficult this moment has been. You know, we're people. uh, Yes, we try to streamline things, but we're we're people that really care and, and an industry that really cares. And so please, 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 you know, look us up, learn more about us. We think we can be an important resource for you. You can learn more about Ascendus on their website at ascendus.org. That's A-S-C-E-N-D-U-S dot org. For more information about the Restaurant Workers Community Foundation, visit restaurantworkerscf.org. Once again, to find more information about loan and grant programs from the SBA, visit sba.gov. Thanks to TD Bank for supporting this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to The Big Food Question wherever you get your podcasts. Check back often as we continue to address critical questions for eaters, operators, and workers across food topics and business sectors. If you have a question that you'd like us to answer, email us at question at heritageradionetwork.org. Special thanks to this episode to Robert Pajota, Paul Quintanero, and Lissa Rivers. The Big Food Question is produced by Katie Mosman-Wadler, Hannah Forden, Dylan Hoyer, Matt Patterson, Luke Griffin, and me, Kat Johnson. Special thanks to Brandon Futernick for production support on this episode. Our theme song was composed by Breakmaster Cylinder. The Big Food Question is powered by Simplecast. The content of this series is provided for general information only and should not be considered professional advice. You should obtain professional or specialist advice before taking or refraining from any action on the basis of this content. This project is funded in part by a Humanities New York CARES grant with support from the National Endowment for the Humanities and the Federal CARES Act. This program is also supported in part by public funds from the New York City Department of Cultural Affairs in partnership with the City Council. The Big Food Question is a production of Heritage Radio Network, the world's pioneer food radio station. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org and follow us at heritage underscore radio.